Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Grant Cardone has just talked about the three steps to get rich as an employee. What I thought I would do is share those steps with my good friend, Matt and Dion. All three of us did get rich with the job, the J-O-B-W-2. So I thought we should look at what Grant has to say compared to what we have actually done and how we help people going forward. But let's welcome to the show. Let's now start with Matt. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited to always talk about things that Grant's talking about. Yeah, you know, Grant does a great job getting it out he there. He's, uh, I think he he uh, people know him, so we're gonna we're gonna He's use his name. He's a machine. Yeah. Uh, I'm obviously gonna put Grant Carnone's name in the title because yes, I want to get some clicks on it. I'm, if that's not obvious, there I said it. Uh, but there we go. Dion, how are you? Howdy, I'm doing great. I, I like uh, Grant Cardone. To, to me, he's like the Gary Vee of real estate. Yeah, exactly. Yes, agreed. In that, I'm not going to do anything he does, but I like the energy he puts out, and I'm going to use that in what I do. Exactly. I, I think that's very well said. So, okay, this is a video that I watched uh, from Grant. I've summarized his three steps to get rich as an employee, not an entrepreneur, not a social media not a, not a billionaire. This is get rich as an employee on an average income. You ready? Here's step ready. one. Invest in assets that produce cash flow instead of FOMO or buying, keeping up with the Joneses. That's step yeah. one. We'll go to Dion yes. first. What do you think? Well, it, it, so only having three rules when, because he makes a lot of videos where it's three steps for entrepreneur, three steps for running a business, three steps for sales, right? So that's his he limits himself in that video and it's it's very possible that with invest in assets he's skipping step zero yeah right right we most people talk about investing the year they purchased a rental they forget that the the two years lenders want in this in the same field or with consistent income on your tax returns if you're an entrepreneur yep. they forget about the credit score you need to build they forget about the market research. They forget about all of those things that we do before we start making offers. But I agree. This is step one. If you're if you're going to limit it down to where, okay, each step has several components to it. Mm -hmm. Acquiring assets, you need the job. Mm -hmm. The average person, I don't say mm -hmm. you, but the average person needs the job to acquire the assets. Right. If it wasn't for the job, I'd still be, I'd, I'd, I'd be beyond broke, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I never, I've, I've absolutely failed as an entrepreneur so much so that I don't invest in real estate the way Matt does. Mm -hmm. Matt is an entrepreneur. While the rehabs and the burrs and the value adds and all of the creative things that his brain can understand and I don't want to know how to do, right? Uh, for me, it's, I'm an investor. I want to take money and put it to work and that yeah. money comes from the job so I can put it to work in those assets. So I think that's a perfect first step for Grant to start with. No, I would agree with that. I think amongst the three of us, Matt is the natural entrepreneur. Uh, you and I, you know, not to put words in your mouth, we're employees. We like to work. We're willing to, we're living to live cheaply so we can buy assets that fund our lifestyle. So 
I agree with that. What do you What do you think, Matt? How key has it been to you on your journey to live, as you would call it, frugally? Some might call it cheaply. I.e., your car has a gazillion miles on it, and I don't even think you can open this passenger door. I mean, it's kind of crazy. We fixed that. Oh, you did fix that. Okay, it's, right. it's fixed. It's fixed, and it has heat, so it's ready. It's ready, ready to go. It was 18 degrees this morning. It's ready to go. Oh, um, yeah, chilly. Is that, um, is that Celsius 18 degrees? No, no, that is Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, so it was a little chilly this morning. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that the idea it always is, which is, you know, yeah, my truck has 183,000 miles on it. I've got, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an 04 Yukon. Like yeah. it is not flashy. It's safe. I can take my kids in it. I can get from point A to point B, but you know, I had to sand down and repaint the passenger door or the uh, driver's door and the driver's passenger door because somebody carved FU in it. Ah! Like that's how I bought. So I bought it for a thousand bucks. And then I spent a Saturday cause I can, I'm a, I'm a, I can do a little bit of body work. And so I spent a Saturday going in there and doing that stuff. So yeah, I mean, I think that there's that, uh, you know, at the same time too, I'm kind of that hybrid because I had the 80 hour a week, oh, you yeah. know, W2, right? So I, I enjoy, it allowed me to exercise my entrepreneurial muscle and still, and still feel like I was an entrepreneur, even though I, I still worked for the man, you know, for a number of years. Um, but the idea there was, is acceleration. Mm. I can get through it faster. You know, you can finish at 65 and, you know, and, and retire and, and be done or 70. I wanted to do it faster. So now I'm 46. It's probably going to happen this year. Um, and wait, 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 this is probably nonsense. I believe so. I, I'm, I have to hedge against myself, dude. I need to commit. What is yeah. this soft upside <laughs> nonsense? This is not, we, a we need a new word. We, the, the retirement bro. Yeah. Yeah. The retirement bros <laughs> calling for the same thing year after year after year. It doesn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. A broken clock is more right than your yeah, true calls. story. Hey, I only have to be right once though. I only oh, got to be right true. once. So, all right. I mean, so you're going to, so I'm feeling so more, more like a crash bro every day. Yeah. The idea. Yeah, certainly, certainly um, what was really interesting was, is I, I think that there was, um, you know, to, I to didn't hear step, an answer to that. What was my, so yes I think no to answer? the step zero, like Dion talks about, he's not yes. going to answer. No, I will. So I think to the step zero. So for those of you who are reaching that point in your investment career, cause I know that you kind of have up and down the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So to oh, speak yeah. to that and saying, Hey, this is finally going to replace my W2 income. The issue is, is you're going to want to test that. You're going to want to not spend any of your, any yes. of your W2 money at all we did for that. six months to a year. Yes. You're going to want to understand, like Dion talks about, what are you retiring to? Even mm -hmm. if it's napping, more vacations and a game pod, it needs to be understood. It's a thing. Between, yeah. Yeah. You really want to look at that. So I think what's really interesting about it, because I, I took the last week or the last 10 days off. And I think the biggest thing for me was how much pull do I feel back to getting back to work tomorrow mm. was one thing for me. It was measuring that inside here and here. Um, and then the second piece of it was living on the six months, you know, not touching my base, letting that just sit in an account and accumulate and the money just show up in the account and not touching it. And, and are we still living okay without it? So there's the mental piece. Then there's the financial piece. And then kind of lastly is, you know, what, and then kind of what you're retiring to, you know, what is the day in life going to look like, but then it's having all the silly things that are specific to me, like healthcare because of my daughter's uh, illness. Yes. So making sure that those things are in place. So I would say that, 
2023, I never accomplished so much as to my path to retirement. Um, I'm not going to have a Zuber moment. Mine's going to yeah. be far more gentle, um, which is odd. He, re he retired like I want to retire. <laughs> and mine is like this well-organized plan. Dion's rubbing off on me. Um, it's this well-organized plan of exactly what my exit's going to be. I strongly recommend these. Dion did it right again. Don't he do did it right. He did it right. I mean, that's the other thing too, is, is that, you know, he's much older than me. And so I've been able to learn from that. Um, he's not that much older than me. No, he's not. No, but I think it's possible. That'd be, that'd be a trick. That'd be, that'd be, that'd, uh, that'd be, be a trick. That'd be That'd be a trick. Yeah. That'd be a trick. But I think, so as I look at it, so the answer is yes, I expect I'm going to retire this year. I think it was like we talked about last year. I was kind of like wondering what was holding me up. And as I yeah. looked at it, it was really preparedness because I don't, yeah. here's what I do know, I do not want to ever go back ever, Yo, yeah, ever, yeah. ever, ever. I literally plan on putting on my LinkedIn page retired, literally. Yeah. That's what's going to go up there. So I wanted to make sure that I made sure that I measured three times and cut once because I only need to I only need to retire once. Mm -hmm. And so that was big, my biggest hesitation last year. And I feel like last year I probably did 90% of the work to get retired. To be retired, I did 90% of that work last year. Yeah, what I would tell you as a friend yeah. is um, first off, the finances. That's actually something we did for Olivia. when Because Olivia, Olivia, people don't know, she retired three or four years before me. Yeah, sure. Her entire paycheck for over a year. I think it was exactly a year. We actually opened a second account. We changed um, the direct deposit to that new account, and we never looked at it. The answer was, could we live on? And the answer was yes. We never even thought about the money. Um, so then she's like, I'm out. I'm yeah, done. Exactly. <laughs> um, yes. uh, and, you know, fast forward five years to my moment. I knew I could retire in that moment financially right because we hadn't needed my income for much, probably just as long i was doing what i was doing because i was fucking i was i was having fun yeah right um so i knew i knew it wasn't a problem financially but to your point and i had no idea this was coming i nobody had ever told me i had i didn't i had nothing planned i didn't know what the hell yeah. i was going to do and i got to tell you as somebody who's never been depressed in my life, yeah, it got dark. Yeah, you got it. That was helpful it. for me, Mike. Yeah. That was helpful for me. That's what. That's why I'm measuring three times and cutting once. It, that that was really that was something that you know, as friends, you know, we've talked about, and that was something that was really heavy on my head and my heart, which was I don't want to. I can't enter a, a bad or dark place. I got four kids. I yeah. and I need to make sure that their life doesn't change at all, but get better. And dad's around more that my wife, you know, that her life gets better. And so admittedly taking a step back and having to really look at it and build a plan and really create kind of my own personal one year plan yeah. of, have we checked all the boxes and have we stress tested this? Yeah. You know, the beauty of it is again, one guy's story you don't need to fill the 60 hours. No. A lot uh -uh. of people, when they get done, at least I thought it was like, okay, I just left a 60, maybe even 80 hours when you add the travel stuff into this week. For a little while, I thought like, what am I going to do for those 60 hours? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and that's where my brain was like, oh shoot, I have to go get a job. Not because, not because 
I want to or need to, but just just to fill the time. I'm like, right. you're a complete failure, you idiot. I have, a, I have a question for you, Mike. Yeah. So when I left law enforcement, it was a job I loved, right? I, I you know wanted it when I got out of the Marine Corps and I got laid off because of the housing crash in 2008. And there was a period of time where I wasn't sure if I was going to go back to it or not. I started teaching at the CDL school. But my daughter came to me at the time she was a teen. She gave me a big old hug, which is weird. We're not a hugging family. And she said, she's so happy I'm not a cop anymore because I'm happy all the time. And I'm not, um, you know, bring it home bring with it me. Home. She was in her own words, right? And then I ran the CDL school for the last 13 years, was devoted all the way down to company president, ran my schedule, um, chaired several boards, like, like loved the job again. Most of the people that I know that I've encountered from knew me at work to know me retired say, you're a totally different person. It's like you're 15 years younger. You're so relaxed. So my question for you is, the people who knew you when you worked, have they said that they noticed a change in you a oh. couple of years later? Oh, That's something we've never talked about. Yeah, I can tell you within the, once I found my thing, which was creating the what's now the brand of one rental at a time, which was probably three to six months after kind of struggling for a while, um, oh yeah. I mean, I, I've known people that I bounced into and they're like, you're a totally different person. You're happier. Um, and I guess for a while, this is rough. This is, this is some self thought. I didn't believe them. Mm. Like I was happy when I was working. I was the best at what I did. You know, my ego was, you know, up here. Mm -hmm. Um, but as I kept hearing this more and more, I was living in a pressure cooker yeah. and thriving, but that pressure cookers eventually pop. Right. So, um, or at least that they, they can pop. So yeah, I think you're right, Dan. And to make this teachable, that's the position Matt is in. Mm -hmm. and honestly, Matt, I think in a year after you've been retired for six months or seven months, I think you're right now, I think you think you can understand it, but I think after that happens and you're going to realize people come to you, who were who are currently afraid to talk to you about subjects like this, but any year will bring it to you and go, man, you're you're so different. I hope they I hope they keep that. I'm not looking to have a whole lot more conversation. <laughs> you don't like people. It's, it's yeah, fun. I'm good. I'm gonna. Well, I think that, but that's exactly right. Like I see it with, you know, the fact that it's. Um, I never really thought about it until I was asked it so often. Matt, how is it even possible that you have the number of units you do, managing the way you do? And you have a demanding executive job, W-2. And I just never really thought about it. Mike, you and yeah. I just lowered our head. We just, just did it. Work. Dion, Dion just did it. He had kids he had to take care of. He just did it. Just That's what we did. We were just the typical old-fashioned guys. And we just shut up, lowered our head, didn't bitch. And we just did it because that's what- I didn't what have time. I didn't have right. time to complain. That's what had to get done. That's what had to get done. And so for me, you know, that was the, that's always been the- um, I've never taken in all of my life, I'd never taken um, more than a few days of vacation from work. And so I did that for the very first time at the beginning of last year in 2023, after my daughter was able to travel um, and because of, uh, of her uh, being through her cancer. And so I took, uh, I think it was four, 13, 14 days, longest I've ever done anything. And I still really wanted to go back. Still really wanted to go back. I felt like there was unfinished business. I felt like I, there were things I wanted to take care of. 
And frankly speaking, I feel a lot less of that right now. And I go back to work tomorrow. And so it's a different, I'm definitely going to, however long I still have the job, it's definitely going to be treated differently. It's just going to be different. And it's, and you had done that stress testing with Olivia and yeah. you, you knew it in your head and you knew it in yeah. your heart. Oh and, yeah. We, and, yes. and Black all of a sudden that gives you balls, the size of King Kong. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, so uh, you're going to need to go F yourself and yep. I'm going to walk out now. Yeah, we're going to write up a package in the next 15 minutes that I like and you like, and we're going to agree to say nice things about each other, but I'm gone. Right. And so I think that that's, I'm kind of finding my way kind of through that, how I feel about that, what I think about that. So uh, I, I think 2024 is a very strong possibility that uh, that, that this is my swan song. All right. Well, let's get back to Grant Cardone's list. We've just done number one, We're invest horrible. in assets, not your lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the, uh, you know, the cons- detour. Yeah. yeah, detour. <laughs> number two, use your cash flow from said assets to buy stuff. You want to flash with a Gucci belt or buy a purse or a car? Use the cash flow from said assets to buy those things. Uh, Dion, we'll go to you first. Thoughts? Cash flow sets us free. Exactly. Controlling life creep is important. So putting a chronology on grants, cash flow to buy stuff. Uh, for the first eight years of investing, I still drove 97 and 99. So 18-year-old cars, 19-year-old cars. I had a Jeep Cherokee and a Jeep Wrangler. I got, they were old. I can work on them myself. No vacations like Matt. Maybe take a day so you get a three-day weekend and go do something. Yep. Exactly. But at the eight-year point, after the income snowball, seeing financial freedom work as optional, I started cycling through stuff. Corvette, Raptor, Thailand, Columbia, F-250. Um, almost going to go on a date one day and spend that much money. Not there yet. But that's the idea with cash flow. I had to wait the eight years to let it build up to where it was at the snowball point. So that when I started using cash flow to buy stuff, it wasn't impacting negatively my ability to add the cash flowing assets that lets cash flow buy stuff. Yeah, I like it. Matt, what do you think? Yes, I mean it really is. I mean, even now, I, I'm uh, I'm trying to break myself so I can buy a Lambo. Mm. I st- I want to buy a Lambo. I'm going to buy a Lambo. I keep on purposing it that I'm going to make that happen. I'm finding that I'm having to warm up to it. Because it's such a check or even a payment. Like I you know like, what, you know what I think on this? Yeah. For you, for the longest time, the Lambo was the trophy. Yeah. Right. For it sure. was just thriving. Now mm-hmm. that you can cut the check. Yeah. It's like, eh. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, yeah. I mean, it really, it really kind of is that. And the other thing too is, is like, for me, you know, having another asset that's paying me, that's going to pay the Lambo payment. Right. I don't believe in being 250,000 bucks out of pocket on a car. I'm not a moron, you know? And it's like, could I write a check? Sure. Do I want to? No, I want to take the payment. And yeah. then I can take the payment and find a way to justify the payment based on a given asset. That makes right. sense. But it's funny because even now it's like, I went and I looked at a truck this weekend. I'm like, oh, 58 grand. My wife's like, are you kidding me right now? I was like <laughs> broken, completely. Broken. Oh, sorry, completely honey, broken completely broken i get it yes so yeah so i think that so that's exactly right it is it is not buying stuff it is the first thing it is buying an asset that creates cash 
and then living well below your means as long as you possibly can. For sure. And then to wrap this up, which is where I really like it, continue until passive income is greater than earned income. Folks, this is this is, I believe, not to put words in Grant's mouth, but this is the whole, hey, idiot, it takes 10 years. This is not a 90-day get rich quick theme. This takes consistent effort continually not changing, not deviating. Cause how many of you have seen people this? I think I wrote about this in my first book, one rental at a time. People get in the game. They get through the hard stuff, which I'll call the first three to five years. That little drip of cash flow is now meaningful. And then they have a moment of weakness and they go and say things like, I deserve X, the second home, the nice car, when they're not quite to the finish line. And all they've done is they've taken a big gob of sand and thrown it in the gears and it's just mucked up the whole process. So yeah, it's continuing it until the job is done, not until it feels good. Yep. Dion? I think it takes us back to the equation from the first video that we did today. You have a freedom number, how much cash flow makes work optional. And then a multiplier of that, that makes it to where you can do anything and not think about money. So that doesn't happen from one or two rentals. Right. Right. And and I, I agree. It's the, the people who I've invested for four or five years. I think I deserve this thing. That's they're right on the cusp of the next. Right on the cusp. Yeah. Because it's they're adding an investment. That's what people focus on. But you actually have somewhere between three and five years of rental appreciation appreciation, principal pay down and tax benefits on the first asset that's starting to compound with the asset that you're adding. And so delayed gratification, just a couple more years. Yeah. So I, that is, that hurts me the most, right? When somebody gets to year five or six, they're getting, you know, four figures in cash flow, real cash flow, not Excel's cash flow. And then they go, Oh, my kids are older. I'm doing this and that. We're going to go buy a second home. Oh, just adding more expenses and you go backwards, slide down the hill. Matt, what do you think? Continue until passive income greater than earned income. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's always an account, a calculation that you can run and you can say at that point, you've gotten pretty good at understanding what that monthly nut's going to be, what that ex- what that exit's going to look like. And when you're looking at something, so for us, you know, my, my mortgage payment tripled when I moved into my new house versus my old house. My mortgage payment tripled. And so I said, I feel better buying this asset now with my cash flow where it is, but also knowing buying it while I have the W-2, this is a better idea. It's easier to get through underwriting on deals and all this other stuff. Largely speaking, I could have retired eight years ago, seven years mm-hmm. ago. But the big growth spurt that we had three years ago, I made sure that I made it worth it to have basically kick the can down the road. So I think that you always have to run that balance of, I could have been uh, 38 and retired pretty easily. I had 60, 60 or 65 units. I could have been 38 and retired. But I said, you know what? If I give it more time, what does that look like? And so now, admittedly, I'm going to have a far better retirement at oh, 46 yeah. than at 38. Far better. And I didn't, and we all loved our jobs. I, I love my job. I thought about it and I was like, there are really parts of my job. I still absolutely love that. I'm going to miss and I'm going to find areas that I can, you know, use those skills. So I don't miss it as much. 
Um, but yeah, I think that I think that people need to always, to Dion's point, always run the calculation of where it puts you. You know, okay, if I finally do this, you know, is it worth it having to spend an extra two years working at a job because you had to get a Raptor? Mm. Is it worth it? You know, Dion didn't have to do that. Dion was just like, yeah, I want a Raptor. So like, a Raptor. And so I think that people just need to always understand the calculus and look at, and I think that that's where taking your money course, I think helps people the most is needs versus wants. Yeah. Take the money course. It's a hundred bucks. If you can't muscle yeah. the hundred bucks together, bad news. You're not ready. You're, you're not, not ready. Yeah. You're not ready you're 90, to quit. 99 bucks. Get your money right course. It, it, there's so much in that. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. So at the end of the day, Grant Cardone's three steps, invest in assets, not a lifestyle. Use cash flow from said assets to buy the stuff, the flash, and continue until passive income is greater than in income. For me, folks, I want to talk to the W-2 employees. It is A, create discretionary income. Two, become elite at something. And three, mm -hmm. 10 years. Same, same goals, different words. Matt, how can people find you? Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube and Instagram. Instagram is fun the next two months because we are doing a gut of a 163-year-old building. You are yeah. going to find some stuff. We have found ones. plenty of stuff. <laughs> you want to drop a little tease on what was the craziest thing you found so far? Um, So far, we found like a, a level from like, you know, could have been from when the pyramids were built. It was an yeah. old, old, old level. But yeah, mostly what we're finding is why I bought it, which was value add. I wanted to gut the thing. And so we did. Yeah. It's, it, I remember one of the houses we, we, that was over a hundred years old. We found these old, uh, I'm going to call them beer cans. We're not really sure. I, we think they were beer, beer bottles, you know, just, okay. it's weird. Yeah. The, the yeah. stuff that they stuck, like just left it behind the walls. Like, ah, screw it. Nobody will see it. Just left it there. Yeah. It was usually the, it was usually the plaster and sheetrock crew. God, they didn't want exactly. you showing up seeing they were drinking on the job. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Dion, uh, how about you? What'd you find in your full gut? This burr project. Did you find anything fun? Um, me and Millennial Mike did a live video where we broke into the basement that no one knew existed and found the haunted wheelchair that was at the bottom of a locked room that only had stairs to get in and out. Oh, there's so, a story. There wasn't creepy at all. No, that wasn't <laughs> creepy at all. Uh, you, you not only have a, you know how only have a ghost. You have a ghost that can't walk. Yeah, you, you can get away. You get away quick. Uh, where can they go find that video and find you? They can find me right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom, where sometimes I do haunted videos. And days like today, I do my live streams at 4 p.m. Pacific on Tuesdays, where I talk about exciting things like all things appliances. Oh, I like it. Make sure you ask Dion about warranties. I want to hear his opinion on warranties. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Yeah.